of transformation. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. And it reads, And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. The prayer point for today is we're going to say, Lord of Lords, transform me, Lord God. Transform my heart. Transform my mind. Transform my being. Your word. Let's begin to pray. Begin to ask the Lord, Lord, transform me. Transform my heart, Lord Jesus. Transform my mind, Lord God. Father, transform the way I think, Lord God. Your word says when a man is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. Father, everything in me, Lord God, that was in the past, Lord God, Father, I do not take it into this month. Prince of Peace, all of that is me, Lord God, remove and bring upon me all that is you, Lord Jesus. Prince of Peace, all that is me, remove and put upon me all that is you, Lord God. Father, transform the way I think, Lord God. When I read your word, Lord God, transform my understanding, Lord God. When I see the things, when I see people around me, transform the way I perceive things around me, Lord God. Transform the way I perceive the things going on around me, Lord God. Transform the way I hear your voice, Lord Jesus. Prince of Peace, for you said, my sheep hear my voice, but the voice of strangers they will not hear. Lord of Lords, transform my hearing, Lord God. Help me to pick up the frequency that is you, Lord Jesus. Father, Lord of Lords, help me to hear what you are trying to say in this time and season, Lord God. Father, in this month of transformation, Lord God, take off my rags, Lord God, and place upon me a new gown, Lord Jesus. In this month of transformation, Lord God, take off everything in me, Lord God, that's contrary to your word, Lord God, and place in me, Lord God, all the fruits of the Spirit, Lord Jesus. Prince of Peace, in this new month, Lord God, everything, Lord God, that is contrary to your word in my life, Lord God, Father, remove, Lord Jesus. Let there be a transformation, Lord God. Father, we have gone past a month of Passover, Lord Jesus, and you have done mighty things, Lord God. Father, we stand here in awe of your work, of your work, Lord God, and we say, Lord God, do them in our lives, Lord God. Do it in our lives once again this, in this month, Lord God. Take us from glory to glory, Lord God. Father, take us from higher heights to higher heights, Lord God. Father, Lord of Lords, let our lives be the testimony, Lord God, of your handiwork, Lord Jesus. Prince of Peace, this month must mark our transformation, Lord God. This month must mark our transformation in our relationship with you, Lord God. Father, take us into a deeper relationship with you, Lord God. Father, when we come to your to your to your to your to your church, Lord God, to your temple and we hear your word, Lord God, transform the way, Lord God, we take things in, Lord Jesus. For Lord of Lords, no more, Lord God, shall your word fall on the ground. No more shall your word fall on shallow soil, Lord Jesus. No one more shall your word be choked up, Lord God, by the events of life, Lord Jesus. But Lord of Lords, your word will fall upon soil, Lord God. Soil that has been tilled, Lord God. Soil that has been upturned, Lord God. Soil that has been that has been that has been shaken by you, Lord God. The hard ground that has been made soft, Lord God, by you, Lord Jesus, so that your word may germinate in our lives, Lord God, so that your word may become life, Lord Jesus, so that your word may become life, Lord God, so that your word may become light, Lord Jesus. Prince of Peace, El Shaddai, Father, transform us in this month, Lord God. We thank you and we glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. We're going to continue in that same vein, praying about the word of God. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible says, in the past God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets in many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Whom he has appointed heir of all things and through whom also he has made the universe. And the son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he has provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of his majesty in heaven. Amen. We're just going to pray that the Lord will send us his word. Two things. Prepare my heart for this service and the word that will be released by your son Jesus Christ. 
prepare my heart help me to soak in that word and let that word have effect in my life transform me by the power of your word let us pray heavenly father lord god we thank you for the bible says you send your word and he heals your people it transforms life the bible says the entrance of your word it, it gives understanding lord father we pray lord god we are gathered before you this morning to hear this evening to hear your word the transforming word of god father prepare our hearts for this service Prepare our mind for this service, Lord God. Take away stumbling blocks, Lord God. Take away things that will hinder the word, Lord Jesus. Let our hearts, O oh God, be fertile for the word you're about to send. The Bible says, in these days you speak to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, we are asking you, send us your word, Lord Jesus. Send us your word, Lord Jesus. Send us your word, my Lord and my King. Send us your word, Lord Jesus. The word that breaks the heart of stony the stony heart Lord Jesus the word that repairs Lord God the word that transforms Lord Jesus the word that delivers the word that sets free the word that lifts up the word oh God that transforms Lord Jesus the word that brings glory Lord God Father send us your word my Lord and my King Father my heart is ready and prepared for this service Lord meet me at the point of my need my Lord and my King meet me at the point of my need my Lord and my King I open my heart up to you Lord Jesus send me your word Lord God, the reviving word of God. Father, send it to me tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Send it to me tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Transform me by your word. Transform me by your word. Transform me by your word tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. I do not want to leave this sanctuary the same way I came, Lord Jesus. Deposit something in me, Lord God. Let my heart be like that fertile ground, Lord Jesus. Germinating at his right time, Lord God. Take, take away every, every, every evil deed oh God that takes away those words from our lives in the mighty name of Jesus oh Father we thank you we bless and exalt your holy name for your word for in Jesus name we prayed in Jesus name just want to invite the choir while I do the uh, next prayer point I'm going to read in from Romans chapter 12 verses 2 I'm going to read from the um, Amplified Version and it says do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind which is to focus on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourself what the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you hallelujah now this is the scripture which our month of transformation anchors on and having read this I found it really powerful that it didn't talk about the static transformation what I mean it didn't talk about the one time transformation it didn't talk about the transformation for today and then you forget about it but it talks about the progressive transformation because every day has a new challenge and so the understanding that actually every day we need to be transformed we wake up and with the breath that we take we need transformation so we're going to say father lord give me the mindset the growth mindset to be transformed daily to see new revelations in your word that will prepare me for the place that we're going into to embody the values 
that will allow me to fulfill the plan and purpose you have for me on this earth. Let's begin to pray. Father, Lord, we come before you today, Lord God, Father, because we know that, Lord, it is your desire for us to be Christ-like in everything that we do. And to make sure that, Lord, we embody the very values, the powers, the mindsets, everything within us, to walk in your way. So, Lord, I ask and pray in the mighty name of Jesus that we be not conformed to the patterns of this world. The patterns of this world that are so deceiving and deceptive, delusional. The patterns of this world that are very uh, sly in, the, in, in its ways and very subtle in capturing people. It's, it's, it's very scary. To, to try and make us feel as though oh we're on the right path Lord but open our eyes so that every day we are transformed and we progressively change continuously spiritually maturing on a daily basis to not fall victim of the schemes of this world and of the plans of Satan oh God but Father Lord to be renewed in our minds and to continuously focus on you why? so that we can prove oh God that we are your children we can prove that the will that you have for us is true so that we can fulfill our true mandate and our true purpose oh God we don't want to be walking aimlessly we don't want to walk in parallel to the purpose but we want to walk in line with the purpose we don't want to seem as though everything we're doing is good but well, we want to walk by your spirit we don't want to be captured by sensuality but Father Lord we want to be captured by the leading of your Holy Spirit so Lord I ask and pray that Lord you'll cause us to rise above the gimmicks and to rise above, Lord, the doctrines of this world, to rise above what makes us feel good, and to rise above the winds of this world that blows and makes us feel good. But Lord, push us progressively to lay in your spirit, to move by your spirit, to not be moved, Lord God, just by intuition, but to be moved, Lord God, by your leading. Follow for you to be a pillar of cloud by night and a pillar of cloud by day and a fire by night, Father Lord Jesus. Lord, we want to have that distinct relationship with you to hear you in every single situation that we're in having that transforming of mind in the way that we speak the transforming of mind in the way that we think in our responses to human beings and those around us lord we will embody lord and very much be great examples of that which you have ordered us to do so that we can continue to prove that lord god father lord jesus you are king we want to reflect your kingdom we want to reflect your glory we want to be christ-like lord we were created in your image and it's your image we want to continue to reflect oh God so Lord I ask and pray that you continuously renew our mind oh God Lord God follow Jesus Lord for creation waits in eager expectation for the manifestation of the sons of God how will we manifest if we're not renewed daily oh God follow I ask and pray that with all earnestness and Lord with all Lord God Father Lord Jesus Lord desire Lord let our hearts be renewed Lord God Father all the hearts of stones Lord God Father Jesus that causes us to get into activities that are a waste of time and do not edify our spirit, edify the kingdom, edify the plans of purpose. Lord, I ask and pray that you remove it. In Jesus' name I pray. Praise the Lord this evening. God is good all the time. This is uh, the month of May, the month of transformation. You want to lift up your voice and thank God for what he's about to do in your life this morning. Guess what happened in the beginning of Genesis? He said in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of the Lord was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. 
There is a transformation that is about to happen in your life this evening. So begin to thank the Lord for this month of transformation. God is going to transform your life. He's going to transform your home. He's going to transform your work. Some of you are climbing a new ladder in this month. Begin to thank God for it. Begin to thank God for the things that eyes have not seen. Begin to thank God for the things that ears have not heard. Begin to thank God for those things that have never manifested in your life. God is doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. He said, forget about the past. For I'm doing a new thing. I prophesy to your life this, this evening that God is doing a new thing. The Lord, that new thing that you are doing, let me begin to experience it right now from this meeting. In the name of Jesus, I said, Let there be light. The light of God is shown around your homes, the light of God is shown around your, 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 your life, around the lives of your children, in your place of work. New promotion, new things are happening. In the name of Jesus, let there be light. And there was light in the midst of voidness. The good news is here. The good news is here. You are hearing a good news. Good news is followed you from tonight as you start the service tonight. Good news is following you like never before. In the name of Jesus, let there be light. If there is nothing you want to say tonight, just tell the Lord, let there be light. Let there be light. Every voidness has to disappear. Lord, I thank you tonight. I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you adoration. Thank you. This is the first day. In the first day, God spoke forth and there was light. Things became new. Lord, in the name of Jesus, in this point of transformation, let, your, let me reflect your glory like never before. I want to reflect your glory. The glory of God is surrounded, has surrounded you tonight. Lord, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you're about to do. Thank you for the news. Some of you will be hearing great news. Great news of great things happening to you. Lord, we thank you. We exalt it tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. We, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. With this in mind this morning, we, with an uplifted hand, we recite the Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart toward his walls, nor swear deceitfully. He shall receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Psalm 145, please. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you, and extol your name forever and ever. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works 
and I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name. Forever and ever. Amen.
exalt and magnify your name you are God on this mountain we give you the praise and honor and glory for all that you have been doing especially this year Lord and this is the beginning the first day of the fifth month the number of grace and this is the month of transformation it is written Whenever the old is read, a veil still covers their face. But men with unveiled faces are being transformed in ever increasing glory that comes from the Father. Faces shall be unveiled today. Sight shall be given today. Today we will go from the old glory to a higher glory. Father, we bless your name. The blind shall see. The lame shall walk. The dead shall be raised. And your name be glorified. In Jesus' holy name we are prayed. Turn the song beside you and welcome them in the name of the Lord. Amen. Put your hands together for the choir, please. Hallelujah. The Lord is in the midst of us. Amen. You are God from beginning to the end. There is no place for arguments. You are God all by yourself. You are God. You
thank you because you are God. We honor you because you are God. You are the beginning. You are the end of all things. You are now the end from the beginning. You give insights to your sins on earth. You even give your mind to us so that we may operate through your mind and understand the counsel that is eternal. We bless your name for there is nothing hidden from you so nothing hidden from the mind of Christ in us. We thank you, Father, for the access you have given to us to understand your spirit. Lord, as I declare your counsel today, let your counsel manifest in every hearer. So that the intention of your heart will be fulfilled among mortal men. We thank you because you have heard us. In Jesus' holy name we are prayed. Please, let's be seated. You know, I believe very much in my spirit that um, what the Lord has directed me to share with you is the very purpose of the heart of God at this time. And I want every one of you to, to, you know, lend me your hearing for a little while. I told you from Friday when we began to have this new wave of visitation. There's a new wave of visitation of God in this place. And I want you to be conscious of it. I want you not to miss it. The way Satan had robbed you before, it will fail in this time. Every spirit of hell that the devil has assigned to people under my voice, that have the assignment to incarcerate God's purpose in your life, I rebuke them in the name of Jesus. The constituent of spirit of laziness, apathy, I rebuke them in the name of Jesus. Those spirits that frustrate mortal men and make them feel that there is no more hope, I come against them in the name of Jesus. And every spirit I have rebuked, I cast them out in the name of Jesus Christ. Because you are sons and daughters of light, I speak that the light of God shine in your spirit. Because you are sons and daughters of light, and you are born by God and of God, I speak that the sight of God be given to you, and that sight be functioning. The mind of Christ in you, I speak in the name of the Lord, to overcome and override your human mind. The days are gone when you suppose, and it does not come to pass. You will decide a thing, and it shall come to pass. The Lord will give you full flow, and ability to understand and flow by the mind of Christ in you. In Jesus' name. Now, you were worshipping for some time before I came to your midst, but... I began to hear God the moment I came in. The song you sang before the last one is the theme of the discussion. You know, what the Lord had told us as we are entering into this new month is, someone tell me, what did God say, say on Friday? What? There's a shift in the heavenlies, number one. Number two. Limits are taken away. And number three, 
barriers are broken. Don't forget God. Don't forget His Word. When I speak to you, as long as I'm still among you, every word that comes out of my mouth, you must not let it fly over your head. Because the one who sent me speaks this word, which is what he has done. But then he speaks them so that it can be manifest. Because God eternally had created the heavens and the earth. It was in the mind of God. God did not just think about creation. He created it. But when the time came for creation to be, God spoke it. God did not wish it. Am I talking to you? You are spirit people, spiritual people. You must understand me very, very well. Now I've been among you for quite enough time. And you are used to spiritual things and the voice of the spirit. You know my voice. You know who I am. But when I shift into spiritual, you also understand it. If you cannot follow me into that, it is going to be a very difficult thing. Once I speak by God, you must know that it is not apostle wishing you something. This is the Lord of hosts speaking. And what he told us in this house is so straight. He said, there is a shift in the heavenlies. And then he said, all limitations are taken away, and all barriers are broken. If I ask you this, don't lift your hand. How many have thanked God for that, those statements from Friday? You may, be, you may be very much shocked that it may not be many of you. If you are not fed up of this world, I am. Is there anybody who loves this world as it's going? Then I will pose some questions to you. Especially those of you who are just giving birth to children. And those of you who are also seeking work in industries. Those of you who are positioned in various places in industries. If you open your eyes very well, and you use your human intellect... Apply your human intellect to the trend that is in the world. You will discover that this world will not get better. I can guarantee you. Prices go up. They don't come down. I can tell you this. Government may reduce interest rates. Alright. And forecast that, you know, price of commodities will go down. Anyhow, but purely in Sainsbury's, Sandwiches has doubled for the past six months. Surely gas bill that is supposed to go down. They're even writing us that your standard um, debit is not enough to pay your bill. And you will discover and agree with me that this world is not going to go easier. Jesus said so, and so it shall be. You'll also recognize and agree with me that sin will not will not be abated. When the United Nations get to the place where they are now soliciting for laws to be made so that you know prostitution will become legitimized all over the nations as a career and that 
pedophiles should be given the same consent with LGBTQ X. Whatever it is. So that pedophiles are no more criminals. I warned you about this many years now. And then to really you know to really make it worse that secondary school children should be taught and should be helped if they feel that they fall into any of these categories so that from your tax and social services they are helping them financially to try to create environment for them medically and give room for them in medical practice or or you know all these uh, psychologists and rest of them to help them and then they said primary school children should not be excluded from the knowledge of all these sins as normal life and then they said that our children or grandchildren from the age of five should be taught that these things are natural and in a short time they will begin to say any parent who deprive their children from such teaching you know has committed an offense and they can seize your children from you and keep you away from them because you are believe is detrimental to the human rights or development of the children and then where are you None of you can tell me that those things will not be, because those things that are now, 40 years ago, they could not be. And in the same country, over 30 to 40 years, all these things have become rights. Who knows what is going to be next right, next evil that become right on earth. Because you will agree with me that the position of all these things that they are perpetrating has become the issue of crippling the economy of nations who do not agree with it. I, Uganda, because of their stance, now the nations that, in quotes, are called powerful nations are now saying, if you don't dance to our tune, we will frustrate your economy and they will destroy that nation's economy. So now, which means that we have a power that is controlling us against our wish. Which means that though we may call the people involved minority, but you can you cannot but understand and agree with me that if the minority can have so much power to pressure everybody and the continent and, and race and government of nations, then it means that it is not human that is behind it. There is a spirit behind it. Because I suppose that uh, nations have their own, you know, um, government elected by themselves, democracy. They appoint their own legislators. And if nations have appointed their legislators, appointed their judiciary, appointed their executive, and those functionaries do not have, are not able to manifest the power delegated to them because there are some other big nations that threaten their position. And so they have to do 
what other big nations instruct. Then it is very easy to believe that the table has been laid for the man of sin to manifest. The Antichrist can show up anytime because the framework is already ready. I know Jesus said that in the time of Noah, people are eating and drinking and getting married and marrying and stuff. So will the coming of the Son of Man be. And so my heart for you, as I began to lecture you from yesterday in my lecture, is to... I was thinking about it, what should I call it? But it's like... Um, it's like um, taking you through um, a check clinic. Am I talking to you? Like you have been taken through a clinic to check yourself. So that any element of Satan that have been practically introduced to your spirit or your mind, you will know it by yourself. Not because I say so. So that you as Christians can now take that to the Lord Jesus and pray yourself over out of those things because the influence that the devil has over the world now is so evident and the power he has is so glaring as to compel anybody to do one thing and all people of under under all nations must do it if you don't do it it will catch you by law and the law enforcement agents they are you know, controlled by all this stuff. And it's interesting that intelligent, intelligent um, um, legislators in various countries just gravitate towards it because it is called written law. And they want to feel good in the, in the midst of commonwealth of nations and also they want to save their head and their job, their income. So if the beast manifests today, you know and agree with me. He can rule the whole world according to what the Bible says. And this is the reason why today I will say that for those of you listening, I'm not preaching about salvation to be born again. But I will say that you need to check yourself to make sure that you are still saved. You need to check yourself to make sure that you are still saved. Why did I say that? It may be, it may be a, a statement of theological debate. Somebody has been saved. Why should he check himself? Because the Bible says so. I will read some scriptures to you today that will, that will you know, really help you in this journey. We understand the fact that the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, it says, the Spirit clearly says that at later times, some, not everybody, will abandon the faith. Some in the church will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Now, what you must have in your mind is this. These deceiving spirits, this spirit that Satan is sending out, two of them, in the last days, one of them will be deceiving spirits. That's a company of them. The other half of hell will become teachers of deception. We agree together. Come on now. So, Deceiving spirits, how do they operate? Every means by which a man can get information. They manipulate all information just to deceive you. You can think about everything, beginning from company that you physically associate with, to the media, to anything available. 
a deceiving spirit or deceiving spirits will begin from the mind of a man to try and cast shadow of belief into your heart concerning the truth so that you can begin to reason with them. Of course, they can use tools of friends, of neighbors, office members, and the media, name it, all this TikTok and the tick that does not talk. Everything. But you see, things that will be taught by demons, these are teachers in the infantry of Satan. All demons will belong to one of these two. All evil spirits. But this class of evil spirits will seek to take over the pulpit of Christians. Because this is not talking about the world. The world is under the control of Satan already. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 to 3. But these two people, these two categories are to the church. Alright? So, they will take over the venue by which the church is taught. And they will begin to, you know, drift you away from the faith. Gradually, gradually and gradually. And I tell you, Satan, Satan is very comfortable. In his intention and he has structured himself to make sure that Jesus will not find one saint when he comes all right but this is the reason why the saints of God should have understanding that you will not fall into the trap of the devil of course today I'm not talking about demons and operations of demons I would do that God permit me this month but get this in your mind but if you look at both spirits that Satan is sending out from this scripture, they have only one target. It's your mind. To influence your thoughts. Okay? But you can see how prolific they are. So that a Christian cannot get free of them. Anywhere you go, you can find them. If you go to a church where the Spirit of God teaches you, they have social media now that teach Christian other things. You are not free from it. Am I talking to you? I'm talking about free from the roots. They have pulpit can tell the truth. And of course you have a lot of false prophets and teachers in the, in the world today than since creation. Men who are of great influence in the church suddenly begin to teach error. And because they have great influence in the church, they have crowd, they have wealth, they have publicity, they have all stuff like that. Some Christians who go to a small church somewhere, whose pastor is very pure and holy, will begin to doubt the truth their pastor is telling them. Because a man who is so influential has spoken it. Yesterday I was looking at um, the YouTube. Because these days I've been looking at YouTube to check information. And I saw this minister and I read the title of his message. And I shook my head. I called mommy, stopped it. I said, look at that message. It talks about destroying evil foundations. Huh? I said, this is a man that everybody respects. I do too. But look at what he has written. That is how some people came with this message about the pattern. You have to destroy the uh, ancient foundation and pattern. 
people could just talk nonsense. None of them have contact with Jesus. I'm telling you. Because the person who has contact with Jesus cannot be permitted by the Lord to come up with error. It's impossible. It's impossible. Holy Spirit will not let it come out of your lips. Even you cannot consider it. Because those who walk by the Spirit of God, you know what's the major distinction between them and those who are in this world? Their motivation is not to have crowd or to be rich of the things of this world. Their motivation is to take everyone who is under their charge to heaven at whatever cost. But the people who perpetrated error, they set their heart on the physical things. And because they set their heart, loss of the eyes. That is the reason why evil spirits could use their lips sometimes to just preach error. They want a new der- derivation when the Bible says there is nothing new under heaven. So they will come up with various demonic teachings. But you must be very careful. You must be very, very careful. So that nobody will steal your salvation. Now therefore, Matthew two twenty four ten says, At that time many will turn away from the faith and betray and hate each other. And many false prof- prophets will appear and deceive many people. This is the evidence of what I'm telling you. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will wax cold. That is, most members of the church, their love will wax cold. But he who stands to the end will be saved. And I want you, Christ with tabernacle, and everyone who listens to my voice out of this fold, to be among those who will stand your ground against the devil, against his onslaught, against deception. And of course, against your human mind. Because some will stand firm to the end. Therefore, you must be sure that you are saved. You must be sure that you are saved. It says in the book of Second Corinthians, chapter five, verse seventeen to twenty-one. Therefore, if anyone be in Christ Jesus, a new creation, all things are passed away, all the old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. Not in any other religion. Not counting men sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. I want to check yourself, new creation experience, I call it. And it says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal to us, we implore you as on Christ's behalf. Shall we finish that reading? Be reconciled. Uh-huh. Verse 21. Can I just remind you now, God expects you and I to be reconciled unto Him. Now, it costs you something, and I will go into that just straight away. 
Because it is the blood of God that was shed. Jesus was stripped naked. If I tell any man he had to get up and strip naked, just among this small crowd, you will, you will, even if you have been believing everything I say, you will, you will say, ah, Apostle, strip naked. Because you feel so much ashamed. Especially if you tell a young man or a young virgin girl to strip naked. They feel so much ashamed that, no, you can't, I can't do that. Now, similarly, because Jesus died for us, all right, and we have the charge to be reconciled unto Christ. What does this charge imply? There are things that we cannot do because we put Jesus to shame. Am I talking to you? So the first call of salvation is Hebrew chapter 12 verse 14. Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one shall see God. So I call, I call that salvation is a call to be holy. Salvation is a call to be holy. If anybody teaches anything different, let him be accursed. There are many who have gone out on television to make Christians believe that it doesn't, you don't do, don't do anything. Jesus did it all, yes. But the one who did it all, it cost him everything. And he didn't do it so that we can continue to live like the world. The evidence that you are born again is that your life changes. You don't behave like the world. If you die without that, you won't see Christ. The Bible says so. Just be patient and let's keep going. This scripture began by saying, make every effort. Are you making every effort daily to comply? In your speech, in your thoughts, in your interaction with humanity, have you compromised the faith somehow? Have you? Consider that. Think about that. So you're going to think about, what am I doing that really is not in conformity with holiness? I'm not asking you, giving you program or error or, or, or something. But I will, write, I will read those things that the Bible tells you. But you can do other things too. To be conformed with holiness. It's like somebody who was a, you know, a, a roast sleeper. He sleeps on the road rough. And then he was, he was brought up. Uh, you know, uh, some, some people came in and rescued him. I said, okay now. You, the queen or the king now, we have King Charles now, has asked that um, we should just go to the, to the streets. Everybody who is, you know, living rough, they should come into his service. And now they brought you to the palace. They shaved you, cleaned you up, and then give you a new cloth. But in this case, the whole palace is white. The, the carpet is white. The world is white. Everywhere is white. But this is a person who has been used to wallowing under under, you know, weather, no, so, no bathing for days. At any day, you just have water you in your face. And they now brought you into this kind of elegance. Haven't taught you how to dress and shown you the wardrobes available to you. You don't have any sweat about that. Shown you a very beautiful, you know, areas you can bath, cold bath, hot bath, jacuzzi, everything. So now, you can do it. Now let me tell you this. 
You may have all these things available to you, but if your mind is still programmed the way it used to be, you will never do those things. You know, you have been sleeping for 15 hours without anybody worrying you. But now you have to cut your sleep down to 6 hours. You will struggle. Because what you used to be have taken your body as a slave. And it is not easy to free that your body from the slavery of your mental. That's the way you know to do things. Am I talking? And so the king cannot leave you without a guide. He will get you a guide who will always wake you up at the time and remind you where you are now. This is the palace. You know, you can't do this, you can't do that. And they continue to tell you you can't do that. But take for instance a guard who comes to tell you that. No, come to the palace the way you want. It doesn't matter. You have been adopted into the palace. And that's all. You may not wash your mouth when you go to speak to the king as you used to before, you know. You can just be unencapped and all the perfumes you are told to use. Don't use the perfume. Don't worry. If that's what you are, the king just takes you like that. The one who tells you that certainly does not love you. He hates you because when you go before the king, the king will judge you by the standard that he has given. And now, so God gave the Holy Spirit to those who believe in Jesus. It's your choice to listen or to disobey him. I say this, I want to be very careful because as I'm speaking, it is possible for some Christians to be saying that, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not affected. No, 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 no. Everyone is affected. All of us are we are prone to the voice of the devil every day he speaks to us am I talking to you even those who have kept themselves so vigilant sometimes they deceive and sometimes they fall but you know there is a, that the, 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 what you need to know not to fall is so simple your effort is your effort he says you should make not effort, but every effort. If you watch something on television and it's sinful or on the social media, you are playing, you didn't expect that, and that thing just come up and, and you saw it. And it tries to develop thoughts in you that are promiscuous, and you rebuke it. All right? You have two decisions to make. Either you will rewind it and watch it again, or you will not go back to that and switch it off. And your body that has been prone to sin will tell you to rewind it. And try to justify you to rewind and see. Let me tell you, let me tell you. If you obey that voice, Satan demons your intent to you straight. You are no more under covering. The demons will now begin to manipulate your sexual organs and stuff like that. That's how Christians fall victim of sin. If I say whatsoever is good, whatsoever is lovely, if there be any virtue of praise, consider. Your eyes is an entrance. Your nose is an entrance into your spirit. Your taste is an entrance to your spirit. Your sexual organ is an entrance into your spirit. That is con- concluding the Bible. So, you have the obligation to endeavor that you make every effort. 
And the Bible talks about two dimensions of that you direct your effort. To live in peace with all men. That's direction number one. And then to be holy. Why should the Bible separate living in peace with all men with holiness? Why holiness also one of the ingredients is to be at peace with all men? The reason is because choosing to be in hatred with people is a choice that comes from the heart of a man. There are some of us, the way our hearts have been programmed, we take fault in everything. That's the way we have been programmed, maybe from birth. Your parents are fighters, so you grew up to be a fighter. If there is nobody to fight with, you fight yourself. Yes? Excuse me. And I've told you and I warned you, any Christians who interpret women, you are a football field of demons. Oh, somebody did this, and you say in your mind, I think this is what it means. Satan got you. Who is the man that will play God? How, 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 how long will you play God? And everyone that God brought around you to be your blessing, people who should be instrumental to your future, you may look at them and they don't have any substance. Am I talking to you? You may look very well and, you know, advanced and everything is working for you. You cannot play God because you don't know what will happen tomorrow. And these people that are loyal to you, who love you, you begin to go to find fault in this, find fault in that. Are you not faulty yourself? Who among you can stand before God and say that I'm pure? Why would you not understand that Satan is the one manipulating your mind? He's, the devil knows if you can break this rule to be at peace with all men, he can also get his demons to make sure you don't have peace. And you know when demons are permitted by you to access you, you know what they do? They just do anything they want to do. And the fact is that God will not be able to hinder them or stop them. Am I telling you? You will pray. Your prayer cannot stop them because you open your door to a robber. And then the robber came in and, and robbing you. And you are praying to God, arrest the robber. No, it's not God's duty to arrest the robber. It is the duty of the policeman arrest robber. Not Holy Spirit. And it's only when you open the door of your house... By ignorance. Come on. To be at peace with all men takes the effort of a child of God. You know what if the circumstance that you may face in the future? You don't know it. So if you drive everybody away from you, who God plays around you, and in the future you get sick. Such a sickness that you cannot be able to take care of yourself. You will need support of people. And everybody God put around you to help you. You have driven them away. Because you fight this today. You fight that tomorrow. This one is not perfect. This one has done this. Now, how long? I mean, that is not the fruit of the Spirit. It is the fruit of Satan. So when the Holy Spirit said, Be at peace with all men. And be holy... It's not necessarily saying to you that holiness is, I mean, being, being at peace is a, is a subset of holiness. No, it's not something that is outside holiness. That's what I'm saying. 
It is part of the ingredients that constitute holiness. Nevertheless, God said, plus. Because God wants your attention to that. It's better to be happy with everybody. Apostle is happy with every one of you. Am I talking to you? It doesn't matter. I don't love you because you are good. I don't love you because you behave well. I don't love you because you come to church every day. Though if you come to church every day, I will love you more. That is God for you. God loves everybody, but some He loves more. Am I talking to you? That is every father. If you have children, the one that listens to you, obey you, and is always there for you when you want to say so, is there. You can't love him the same way you love others. You love everyone that's your children. I'm a father, grandfather. All these grandbabies. Look at all these children in the church. That one of them, that's a, a very small girl there. She comes to the, every time she sees her at the church, coming in, you know, when I'm going out and I saw the lady, she just comes to me, I pursue, I pursue. I will hug her. I must hug her. Even if I ignore you, that one I must hug. Okay? Do you know what? I, and I say, wow, you look so beautiful. It happened today. I hugged her because the heart is pure. That child will force the parents to bring him to church, her to church because he wants to see her puzzle. Are you doing that? So and I said, oh, you are a beautiful girl. He said, you are a handsome boy too. And I gave her a kiss. Can you see if you are like that with God? How much God will love you? I mean, she's outstanding. But you have other children that, you know, they are far away. You have to go and grab them and hug them. What's your position with the Lord? A man of peace and not of sorrow. It doesn't have to be your own way every time. It doesn't have to be your own way. So, write this down. Remember, number one, you are saved to do good works. Number two, you are saved to bear fruit. I'm not giving you many things today, but let's look at all these compound statements. Save to do good works. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared for us in advance. Or in advance, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We, will go, we are going to probe into that work. But not tonight. So, but have that number one. Number two, you are saved to bear fruit. In John 15, 1 and 2, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. That's interesting. He cuts off every branch in me that does not bear fruit. Okay, Lord. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it may even bear more fruit. You know what the Holy Spirit spoke to me now? It, 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 may, it may not be the, the what I had, 
may not be for you here, but for somebody there who is listening to me. The Lord told me that, I should tell you this, the matter of peace to God is paramount. You will not have peace unless you give peace. This is what the Holy Spirit is telling me now. The reason why many believers are void of peace is because they do not sow peace as they see. For as time endures, seed time, and harvest time will not cease. And whatever a man soweth, that's what he shall reap. So you can imagine. If you sow peace all around you, you can never have sorrow. It cannot happen. And I tell you this. If anybody, a minister or anybody, tells you that your spouse is, has evil spirit, let me tell you, does that give you the right to turn away from the one you profess you love? No. Satan got you if you do that. Because, you see, salvation is not for you alone, it's for your properties. Your husband, your wife, your children, your mother-in-law, your father-in-law, your friends, your cousins and uncles. So when you are saved by Christ, you become what? A light. And Jesus didn't save you in the midst of uh, lights. He saved you in the midst of darkness. And he says to you, your own light, let your light shine where? In darkness. So it is, hypocr- it is, a, it is a hypocrisy for a man to claim that he's saved. And because some stupid, blind people, I mean daft in their brain, messengers of Satan came to tell you that the one you loved with all your heart has a demon or has witchcraft or has anything, whatever they call their names. Those names are nothing because Christians have authority over every spirit. It does not matter what the name is. If they are by the pronunciation... You shut the door of peace against your your fellow. You know what? The devil just got you straight away. Come on, let me tell you this. What about people who are so evil physically that they are just anti, anti, anti? The Bible says have nothing to do with them. Okay? But that does not make you to cause war for them. Am I telling you? I may not talk with you, but I'm at peace. If, I, if, if you are irritating to me, your irritation should not make me hate you. I may just shut down, not talking with you. And if you ask me, I will tell you that the reason why I'm not relating with you is because this is what you do, this is what you do, this is what you do. Maybe when you hear me say it, you will change. But if you pick up quarrel from that, I will tell you that there's no reason for fight, you know. You can go in peace, I will go in peace. If that person needs your help in the future, you must help him. Without any, any, you know, referral to that thing, bad thing he used to do. No. After all, God has placed you in a better place to help. So what else do you want? Do you want God to put you under such person? So God had elevated you to be able to help. You help the person. This is what Jesus will do in all occasions. I have short time with you tonight because I want to maintain our program for each of the night. Tomorrow, 
I will continue with you. But let's finish this piece of the three things you need to remember. You are saved to bear fruit. Jesus says, I am the vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that does not bear fruit. That is John 15, 1 to 2. I want you to look at this. In this, you will see the consequence of non-bearing fruit. If you are a Christian and you don't bear fruit, you may be charismatic, you may be calling fire, and fire is burning out of your lips. People are afraid of all those stuff. But the Lord God will cut you off because you don't bear fruit. You have gifts of the Spirit, but you are not fruitful. Am I talking to you? This is the word of the Lord. He says, Jesus said, I'm the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He who he, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While, he, every, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, he prunes, he prunes, so that it can even be more word. That's what I'm telling you about the Lord. I'm telling you about the Lord. You can be full of works. Every evangelism you go, even you speak to stone. If you can convert stone, you start telling stone that Jesus died for you. You must be born again. You must be born again. And the stone then changed and he got born again. But you know that you may not have any part in Christ. You may be saying the name of Jesus and cripples are walking and lame are jumping all over the place. But yet you don't have part in Christ. You may be someone that can tell people fortunes and tell them what will happen tomorrow, what happened yesterday, what is going to become of tomorrow, and it's so accurate date and time, and yet you have no part in Christ. You are a branch that is waiting to be cut off because you did not bear fruit. For you who are intellectual, let me juggle your brain. He said fruits, that's singular. So we expect him to be one thing, isn't it? But I'll read the fruit to you, and you'll be amazed in your life. We'll know it. He says, but any brand that does not bear fruit, God will cut him off. The Father will cut him off. Now, number three, your fruit-bearing life determines what you can get from the Father. Because the Father who cuts off or prunes. Know this. Your fruit don't don't look for miracle and signs and wonders if you have not been able to produce fruits, if you have not been able to overcome your mind, human mind, that's the major problem. It's not miracle signs and wonders. It's not miracle signs and wonders. It's your deed. God will not judge or reward you for miracle signs and wonders. He's the one who does it. But for you, there is something to judge you with. It's your deed. It's like the Ephesians church, so much powerful, manifestation of all manners. And yet God, Jesus said, I will come and take you out. Because you lost your, early, your first love. Can you imagine? For all works they have done. I'm sure that those guys will think that they are, they are just at the, at the corridor of heaven. So he says, John 15, 16. As your fruits bearing life determines what you get from the Father. He says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you to go and bear fruit. And still, singular fruit, that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Do you see this? Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. The first one, in verse 2, he says, The Father prunes the one who bears fruit, and he cuts off the one who does not bear fruit. And he says here, that the one who bears fruit, the Father will give him anything you ask in my name. Hello? So why do Christians ask in the name of Jesus and the Father didn't grant it? They don't bear fruit. If you just look at John 
Just as you have faith in me, you do the things I've been doing, and greater what shall you do? Some down began to speak and began to walk in faith and stuff, and they, they, they all crashed land. Because they did not refer that, that that faith is for those who have not deserted the faith. Anybody who does not desert the faith will be a fruit. You'll be a fruit. You, you cannot have a different conduct or behavior to Jesus Christ and expect the Father in heaven to honor you. Because in the reef it says, if anybody is reckless and claims to be a child of God, I should call that person, you know, you know, a fake. I, 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 do we agree together? He's a fake Christian. Oh, it may have signs and wonders. <laughs> That's not a problem. Excuse me. You can be tall. That doesn't legitimize heaven. And you can be the shortest man. That's how God decorated you. So you cast out devils, you have all this stuff. You 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 lay hands on sick, miracles are happening. It's because God decorated you with those things. God wanted to protect his name, or you know, just I mean and confirm his own name. But it says here Father will hear anyone who bear fruit. I think so. The greatest thing we should do in this month is to just list our life, list, list the fruit of the Spirit, and everyone will put it by his bed, and you check it every day, what you are not doing, and you are going to pray for yourself that, God, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing this, help me, help me, help me. That would be a better thing to do this. Because that is the key. You want God to hear you anytime you are praying? You want Father to answer you? Then be are the fruit. Be are the fruit. I'm not talking about hypocrisy now. I'm talking about you, real life. Everyone taking his life in his hand. And we're going to work it out. We are not going to say that I am. No, 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 no. I will list those fruit now. But others that the Holy Spirit can teach you. And you have to make sure that you tick the box every day. You don't want Satan to rob you anymore. We, We are expecting manifestation of power. To put an end to the insanity of this world. Let me tell you this. But we cannot enter the manifestation unless we, we, we have food bearing life. We cannot. We cannot. It's not our fasting or prayer that will make us do that. But first of all, our food bearing life. And then we can fast and pray. And you see what God will do. Because <clears throat> Jesus never lies. <clears throat> he says, then, 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 the word then. You did not choose me, I chose you. And I appointed you to what? Go and bear fruits. That's our appointment. That is, that will last. Then, my Father will give you. Isn't it? I can hear your voice. Thank you. Now, then in John chapter 15, verse 4 to 5, 15, 4 to 5, remain in me, and I will remain. <laughs> you know, when I look at these things, man. I remember God is a good bargainer. <laughs> he bargains a lot, isn't it? Why are you looking at me like that? Jesus bargained too much. He says, all these things are yours, but you know, come on, these are the conditions now. Every contract has two people to decide. One person don't do contract. You do contract with somebody, isn't it? And in your contract, it's not one-sided, or else it will not be legitimate in the court of law. You will be probably, you know, the higher power is... Uh, uh, undue influence. Those are the one of the particular things that negates a uh, contract after you have signed it. If there is an element of undue inf- inf- influence in it, 
It doesn't work. But thank God for Jesus. He just said it very, very simple. That you know for you, remain in me. Then I remain in you. Wow. Then he went further to say, No branch can bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine. And that's what I'm telling you that look at the fruits and look at the one you are not bearing. And pray to the, to the Lord Jesus to help you. Forget about all the gifts you are looking for. Just pray yourself into what God is saying. And see what will happen. See what will happen in your life. Anger, rage, field of rage, all those talk. Dunk them. So, it says, Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, he says. You are the branches. If a man remains in me, and I in him, he will bear fruit. Oh my God. If you abide in me, and I am in you, you will, it is said, you may bear fruit. So, it says, you will. Which means that you haven't got Jesus enough, that's why you're not bearing fruit. Come on now. So, it's better to pray for that. That, Lord, look, enter me very well. If I got you, good, I will bear fruit. Good. And I'll tell you, that is very easy. Because, um, First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 to verse 16 settles it. Because in that verse it says that, you know, what no eyes have seen, no ears have heard, no man has conceived, I have prepared for those who love me. He said, but I have revealed it by the Spirit. God has revealed it by His Spirit. Then he went further to say, who knows the mind of the Father unless the Spirit of the Father? And in 16 he says, but you have the mind of Okay, you know, when I was praying for you, I was praying regarding the mind, and a revelation was coming to me as I was speaking that the reason why God gave the mind of Christ to Christians is for to enable Christians to know all things that God wants to do. Do you agree with that? Say amen. Because he said nobody knows the mind of a man except your, your the, the spirit of a man except the mind of man. Nobody knows the, the heart of God except this mind. And then he said, you have the mind. So if God says you and I have the mind of Christ, God is telling us that anything you know, it is because you limited yourself to that. I repeat myself. You have some Christians who know more. It's because they explore more into the mind of Christ. You have some Christians who don't know much. It's because they limited themselves. Not Satan. The mind of Christ is given to you. All right? But for you to be able to understand, that mind is given to you and I to know what is God's will in anything. To know what is God thinking in any situation. To see what God is seeing, okay? So then therefore, Jesus now said to you and I that, what can help you and I operate that mind is to abide in Him. All the lectures about casting down vain imagination, taking every thought captive, all these are elements of this. That you, the mind of Christ, that is, you think like Jesus, you behave like Jesus, you react like Jesus. So anything that comes against you, before you start to open your good mouth and say bad things there, you first think, what would Jesus have done? If you took a decision and then you leave the place, oh, would Jesus have taken the decision? Okay, I changed my mind. You go back to that and say, so I'm so sorry for that decision I made. Oh, I'm so sorry for that statement I made to you. You know, because I just recognized that I have done wrong. Daily. Daily. And in every occasion. Even to the ungodly. 
A Christian to say something, you know, ungodly, started talking something and you just blew up and then you move away and you check what you have just said. Oh, Holy Spirit, I'm so sorry. Go back to that unbeliever and say that, look, I'm so sorry for what I said. You may not feel offense in it. All right? I'm so sorry. You know, a relationship with God is really what, what this is about. I told you some time ago, I, I disagree with my wife and then presented my disagreement in a particular way, frame of mind. And then I, she, she just did it, you know, because she didn't feel offended by, by it. You know, my, it's my husband. I obey when it's my husband. So she just did it. And then we, we were going. We didn't have quarrel. We didn't argue. It was not in a tempestuous uh, atmosphere. It was a cordial atmosphere. It was a friendly atmosphere. But my expression was, was not pleasant before God. And after she went and did it, you know, happily everything is going on. I had a laughter behind my ear. And I knew this is not the voice of a man. It is the voice of my maker. I said, Lord, why do you laugh at Miss Confoli? He said, you are the boss. I'm in trouble. I said, Lord, what have I done now? He said, the way you spoke to your wife. Then I recollected my phrase and I found out it was sinful. What's justified? I said, Lord, I've had you. So I went straight to my wife. I said, darling, you know, the last time I said this, I'm sorry. She said, why should you be sorry? So she didn't find offense in it. But God found offense in it. She said, why should, why should you be sorry? I said, this is what I just experienced now. The Lord, the Lord is here. He laughed. Like, you know, he laughed her like Father said to the church, if, if I catch you again. <laughs> and the, the, and my wife said, I don't, I don't feel, you know, you have done anything wrong. You know, and she said, okay, I've forgiven you. (laughs) The Lord said I should forgive you. I've forgiven you. Who will I not forgive? You are not among those I cannot forgive. I forgive you. And that was was so comforting. So what I'm saying to you is that I'm stopping here today, and tomorrow we'll go on further, that we need to master the devil. To tame that beast, it needs sincere and genuine approach towards the Lord and a heart that is penitent very 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 committed so we can bear fruit but if we remain in him we bear fruit and the fruit will remain and he said apart from me you can do nothing look at that very uh, chapter 15 verse 5 apart from me you can do nothing and I don't want to be apart from him so that I can do many things you can do all things through through Christ who strengthens you. And of course, the last verse we'll write there, but tomorrow we'll look at the fruit of the Spirit and, and the, and the uh, uh, you know, we'll look at the fruit of flesh. John fifteen seven to 8. If you remain in me and my word abide in you, ask whatever you will and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear fruit, showing yourself, to be my disciples, shall we get up, stand up, please? 
and we're gonna we're gonna lift up our voices. Thank God for the voice of God that you have had this night. Lift up your voice and begin to thank the Lord. Father, we bless your holy name. We thank you so much, O King of Heaven. We glorify you, Father. Thank God for tonight. Thank God for tonight. For everything that you have had tonight. You can go back to the YouTube and watch it again and again because this is right to the YouTube. Father, we bless your holy name. We exalt you. We magnify thee. We thank you. 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 Thank God for Jesus. The one by whom we bear fruits. Fruit that will please God. Lord, we bless your name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everlasting Father. Be thou exalted, O God. Be thou exalted. Thank God for his grace and mercy. Now I'm going to tell the Lord to help you. Tell the Lord Jesus to strengthen your soul. Tell the Lord Jesus to strengthen your heart. Pray and say, God the Holy Spirit, send your fire into my spirit. Send your fire into my soul. Send your fire into my heart. Destroy everything that flesh has put in me. Everything that man has put in me. Everything that, that Satan has put in me. Contrary to your will. Send your fire. Destroy, 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 destroy them, Lord. Destroy them, Lord. These things are the things that form barriers over our lives. Help me to love peace. Help me to give peace. Help me to walk in holiness. No regulation of men, but to please you all the time. Blessed be your holy name, Lord God. Tell the Lord, cleanse and purify my heart. You want to know the will of God. God will reveal his will to you. You want to know the plans of God. He will reveal his plans to you. He says the Lord will do nothing without revealing his secret to his uh, servant, the prophet. You want to understand mysteries of heaven. You will. You will. We are on the pathway. To break loose into all things. Oh, sovereign Lord. Blessed be your holy name, O God. Blessed be your name, O God. Tell the Lord, I receive strength from you. I receive power from you. I receive unction from you. I receive knowledge. I receive the spirit of wisdom, discernment. Lord, 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 Lord. Free my soul, Lord, from the past of the devil. From the inference, interference that come from the pit of hell. I apply the blood of Jesus over my soul, over my mind. The blood of Jesus, 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 the blood of Jesus. Jesus. I am free by the blood of the Lamb. I receive power from God. Begin to declare it. I receive strength from the Holy Spirit. I receive grace from the Lord Jesus. Yes, to operate the mind of Christ in me to the fullest. Make declaration of faith unto the Lord. Hey, 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, Jesus, the name. I was born to be. singing that song, you don't feel something moving in your stomach. I don't know why you are here. 
If you have sung it from your spirit, you already received the touch already. I want to congratulate you for this night. Something from heaven had fallen upon you. God is a spirit, is a spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. When you get on today, those scriptures that I quoted to you, I want to read them again and again so that you can come to the fullness of what the Lord will do. You can go beyond that and begin to investigate what are the things that pleases Jesus. Hallelujah. Something has shifted in the heavenlies. God bless you. Please be seated. We have all been blessed. May the Lord help us as we continue in this work of faith. Nobody will fall by the wayside in Jesus' name. Offering time. The scripture says in Psalm 50, I believe, that those who honor the Lord offer thanksgiving offering unto him. As we worship the Lord, you know that God doesn't need our money. However, as an act of thanksgiving unto God, we still need to pay our tithes and due. So, with our understanding in our hearts, let's just prayerfully commit our giving unto the Lord this evening. And if you are not, the account details is on the board. Or if you are still the traditional one that you use the envelopes, for tax players, you use the blue one. For non-tax players, you use the green one. Let's bow our heads, please. Our Lord and God, we thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for feeding us with the manner of your word this morning, this evening. We pray, Lord Jesus, that as we were, your word has come to us tangibly and meaningfully tonight, it will bring forth fruit abundance of fruit in Jesus name and as we commit ourselves to give unto you tonight we have the understanding that you are the one who has given us the ability to make wealth many people they've read they've learned they've not been able to gain to have gainful employment but by your grace and mercy you favored us you've given us life good health to have gainful employment Thank you, Lord Jesus, for even in this time of famine, you have given us the ability to enjoy plenty. And with this appreciation in our hearts, we bring our tithes, we bring our offering unto you. May you come before you as a sweet smelling servo, like a Abel offering that is pleasing and acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Let's rise, please.
holy offering that is brought by your holy people let your holy fire come down and consume this holy sacrifice in Jesus holy and anointed name we have prayed please be seated Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's exciting. It's the first day of the month of May. Is anyone joining us for the very first time tonight? If this is your very first time in Christ Faith Tabernacle, the Cathedral, 186 Bowery Street, can I see you raise your hand? Anyone join us for the very first time tonight? Are we playing a home game? Turn around and see. Do you recognize the person sitting next to you? Just check. I didn't say laugh or smile. Just, just, did you recognize the person sitting next to you? Well, we've got to do something about that, don't we? So we ensure that next time the person sitting next to us, we don't recognize and we can welcome them. And how do we make that happen? By just going out and sharing with people what God has done in your life. Praise the Lord. Let's stop saying what God has done in my church. Testify with your life. Say, hey... And that way, that way, you wake up each morning knowing that you're expecting a miracle. So that you can share a testimony of what God has done. There's no easier way than to just share what God has done in your life with others. That's one thing people can't dispute. You know, they could argue about other things. But what God has done for you, it's a personal thing. You're sharing it with them. You're bringing them into your world. So let's try and do that. Let's try and remember each day, wake up, say, I want a miracle. So that way, like we have had tonight, we've had a transforming night tonight, haven't we? Praise the Lord. It's been so transforming. We're kind of like very serene. (sighs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, let's invite friends and family and colleagues from work tomorrow as well. Tomorrow evening, we'll be back here at 8 p.m. It's day two, victory night, fifth month of the year, 2023. God has done some awesome things already in this year, and he'll do greater things in the course of the year. Let's remember to be here. It's 8 p.m. tomorrow. I know it's a working day for some of us, and for some of us it's not. But if it's a working day for you, as it's like mine, Please make sure you're still here by 8 p.m. And then the Lord will take us into the next phase of what he's teaching us in this season. There's so many bank holidays this month. I mean, so unreal, isn't it? There's another one next week. Another one two weeks after that. Am I wrong? So if you are walking out, if you choose to take over time every bank holiday, you need to stop it. Don't allow, there's no employer that should put you on every bank holiday working permanent. 
you need to make sure you, you negotiate your way through that. So that's on bank holidays, you do me time. And the me time means you spend time with God and you spend time enjoying yourself in God's presence. The Lord bless you richly. Finally, I'd just like to remind us that, oh no, two finalies. The first finally. <laughs> PVM, Prophetic Voice Ministers Conference in July 24th to the 27th would like you to ensure please we, we need to finalize those, those, those spaces and it's important. We don't want any lastminute.com um, Does that still exist? Lastminute.com Does that website, it's almost 20 years now so kind of lastminute.com Praise the Lord but we don't do. We we want to avoid the last minute now. Um, so for free advert for lastminute.com, I'll send you my invoice. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But please ensure that you that you please make yourself make it known. Book a book, book a place for the prophetic voice retreat, um, 24th to the 27th um, of July. Finally, I'd like to remind Jewels in the Crown, Morning Star, on Sunday you do have a rehearsal after this service. There's something I've noticed about the production that's so overwhelming. It's because you put a lot of practice into it. You now meet on a weekly basis, so it shows up. Praise the Lord. There's been a marked improvement in the, in the production because you put more effort into it. And it comes with a lot of work. And we thank God for all the parents as well that have been supporting the whole process because it wouldn't happen if the parents are not there. So thank you very much for the parents as well for supporting that effort. But hey, don't rest on your oars. You're back on Sunday. So don't forget your instruments on Sunday. Will be, you'll be having your rehearsal again. And the Lord bless you richly. I'd like to invite our Father and the Lord um, as we close, sir. Amen. Shall we rise up together, please? Can I remind you of these two things? The Lord told me to do so. The condition precedent of Jesus' contract. John 15, 5. I'm the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me, and I in him, he will bear fruit, much fruit. The second condition precedent is verse 7 of chapter 15. If you remain in me, and my word remain in you, ask whatever. You see the distinction between the two? Bear fruit, remain in me, and I'm in you. For God to answer anything, remain in me, and my word remain in you. Shall we lift up our voices together as we read the Lord's Prayer tonight? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. So we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is thy kingdom. Thy power and thy glory. Forever and ever. Amen. Stretch your heart before the Lord. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May God send you help from his sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May the Lord remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. 
May the Lord grant you and give you all the desires of your heart. And make all your plans succeed. When you hear the blessings of God, you say amen from your spirit. We will all shout for joy when we are victorious. And we shall be victorious in every battle. We will lift up our banner in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may He open a book of remembrance concerning you. In this month of transformation, it will transform everything around you. Translate you into a higher dimension. And may the God of Bethel, who appeared unto Abraham and unto Jacob at Bethel, may He reveal Himself to you. And change your dreams to the place of visions. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' anointed name. Amen and amen. Let's share the grace as in Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Turn to somebody, Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and to yourself. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Can I just say to you, first, second, third of every month is covenant time between God and Christ with Tabernacle. Every last Friday is covenant time between God and Christ with Tabernacle members. So anyone who claims to be a member of this church must make sure you are in the temple of God during this period. I will together now. I will anoint you when the unction of Friday rests upon me. But what you have had today is more important before God that you and I go home and walk at this. And I also say to you that from this day, at least until further notice, our prayer will not be 9 p.m. It will be 8 p.m. to 9. Our 9 o'clock daily prayer, it will be 8 p.m. to 9. And these have been, you know, conversing with the Lord about this for quite a while. Because I have concern in my heart for the children who are, you know, very active in church and they want to be in the prayer, but their sleeping time is 9 o'clock. So 8 p.m., that's our prayer not 9 p.m. If there is any instruction towards vigil, I will let you know and we will do the rest of it in the vigil. There shall be some blessing you will fall in your house.
us according to our confession. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow. Please be seated and ushers will lead you out.